Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lou Dobbs, and thrilled to have you with us. As you know, I'm not a fan of this impaired puppet president of ours, nor the destructive agenda that he's been ordered to pursue by his Marxist dim masters, or his outright corruption and allegiance with the deep state. He's nothing more than a tool, and what a pathetic figure he is, and how embarrassing that we allowed this man to take control of our government, and permitted the world to think we were actually stupid enough to have voted for him for president. And now we have less than a month to the most important midterm elections in our country's history, the survival of this great republic hanging in the balance. Either we win, or the Marxist Dems and Deep State will claim this nation as their own Marxist state, and America will be simply a passing historical curiosity. We're so very close to that tragic turn of history. The Marxist Dems have already secured so much power that they control almost all of the federal government, the House, the Senate, the White House, and, of course, the permanent bureaucracy across all of government. And now the seventh year of the Marxist Dems' political persecution of President Donald Trump underway. Their Stalinist inquisition that they call the January 6th Committee and the Marxist left's taking of almost a thousand political prisoners, American citizens, all of them. The Department of Justice and FBI trampling their constitutional rights is our Republican Party and veterans groups and others are simply watching and doing nothing to free our fellow citizens from what has become the Washington, D.C. Gulag, many imprisoned there without trial for more than a year and a half. It is a national disgrace. One of the American citizens fighting for these victims of the Marxist Dems is attorney Joe McBride. Joe represents a number of January 6th defendants. He's working tirelessly for those defendants, and Joe... Great to have you back with us here on The Great America Show. I know you're working hard for your clients. You're in court fighting for them. Bring us up to date on where you are, where your clients are in the legal process, and how those defendants are being treated, their health, and where your clients are in the judicial process. So thank you, Lou. It is good to be here. Thank you for your continued uh important work in, in, in your, your patriotism, love of God, love of country. It's uh, continuing to be inspiring, and uh, it's very much appreciated by myself and everyone who's in my life. Um, That's very kind of you. Thank you. You're most welcome. Uh, so with regard to uh, Richard Barnett, big old Barnett, um, he is uh, currently out. He's on pretrial release. Trial scheduled for, I believe, the 12th of December. Daniel Goodwin, a client I represent who has uh, 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 Asperger's, um, he is going to be going to trial end of uh, February. Then we have Ryan Nichols. He is currently incarcerated. 
Mr. Nichols is in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, at the D.C. jail, the, the D.C. gulag. Uh, we recently filed a habeas petition in his case. His trial is scheduled for uh, April at this point, and that's because of us. We asked for that long adjournment. We asked for time. I can explain that later. Uh, Christopher Quaglin, I just appeared on his case just a few moments ago. He is in Northern Neck Regional Jail. We have filed the habeas petition for release in his case. His trial is scheduled to happen sometime in March. Uh, and, uh, uh, well, no, sorry, uh, Quaglin, in, Quaglin in April, Nichols in March. And then Adam Jackson, uh, he was out. Uh, he was out for over 18 months. Recently arrested uh, on June 9th in Texas. FBI came and raided him and picked him up. We argued for his release yesterday. We're waiting for a decision to come down from the court. We feel confident that, uh, that he'll be able to go back home with his family members. Uh, that is, with regard to my criminal clients, uh, the most recent update possible. And, and Jackson has been in, in custody for three, uh, I, I, it's, it sounds like three months, about. Uh, and nothing, I, I, this is taking, it seems, just such a long time. Is that purposeful? Is it just simply the caseload? What is the reason for the slowness of this uh, process? The criminal justice system is notoriously uh, slow. It doesn't look at the human being. Uh, it just looks at the docket numbers. Uh, when people are called up from uh, from the prison, they don't even refer to them as people. They actually call them bodies. It's uh, it's the entire thing is a, is a dehumanizing process. And uh, Adam Jackson was uh, was out. He was out for 18 months. He he went home after January 6. Really didn't do anything bad or crazy that day at all. And after all this time, they came and they picked him up like he was, uh, you know, some kind of most wanted terrorist. They ripped him from his family, from his job, from his wife, from his kids, from his grandkids. Uh, it's a it's a travesty. And in order to argue for his continued uh, detention, they brought up. Uh, some charge from 1997 that was ultimately dismissed against him. But the fact that they're digging back to 1997, some 25 years ago, to somehow say that he is a, he, he, he presents a future danger to society is just ridiculous. It's uncorroborated by the last 20 years of his life. And that's a little, I, I mean, that's a little skewed. Uh, they don't look at what he what he is in his community, what he is to his family, whether or not he's employed, working, uh, and and building a life for himself and his family. Well, the 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 court heard those arguments. Uh, I made those arguments to the court yesterday. Unfortunately, before I came on the case, it doesn't appear that the uh, magistrate in Texas gave uh, his case due consideration. He was just sort of, well, you know, you shouldn't have did what you did, and now you're going in, and uh, good luck to you. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I was able to tell his story yesterday in court and explain to the judge who he is. Uh, and, and, and what he's been doing with his life and while he, the reasons why he should be released. He's a member of his community. He's a grandfather. He's a father. He's a businessman. He's a football coach. He's an avid churchgoer. He doesn't get in trouble. He has respect for the law. Yes, he had some contacts with the criminal justice system as a youth, but he's since redeemed himself. That in and of itself um, is, is a great thing, so on and so forth. Um, I, I think that our arguments resonated with the court. 
obviously I can't make any presumptions as to how the judge is going to come out on this, but we're, we're, we're hopeful that, uh, that, that will be successful and that he could be released as early as this week. Wow. I, we have talked numerous times over the course of this, this sad journey for, for some 850, that's only an estimate, 850 Americans ensnared in this, uh, this political persecution. Is there any sign uh, that the judges are being uh, more humanitarian, are being any less ideological, and any more considerate uh, of the this uh, of the the prisoners, their families, uh, and the law, uh, and uh, the context of uh, all of this? No, there there's no there's no really overt sign of that happening i think that generally when you look at the context of of what happened on january 6 there were bad actors there were there were good actors and there were people who got caught up in between what we're trying to do is to use the fact that we can now look back in hindsight and, and we have a lot of information about who did what and we could distinguish people more easily now than we could have a year ago. So that's one line of argument that we're using. Another line of argument that we're using is that this is a continued witch hunt. People are still being arrested. Discovery is still being disseminated to people almost two years later. Uh, the length of these cases, uh, it makes pretrial detainment on its face unconstitutional. And then when you factor in uh, the recent uh, raid of Mar-a-Lago, uh, that is obvious uh, government punitive government overreach. It's the political targeting of uh, somebody who's a former president and who's also uh, going to likely going to be the Republican nominee uh, going um, into the next election. And, uh, you know, the way that that was conducted, the way that that was handled, I don't think that that sat right or sits right with with any reasonable person in this country. And that type of government overreach is something that we've been talking about with our clients since Jump Street. But now that they're actually doing it and showing it, you know, to, 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 to the President Trump, um, our claims aren't so far fetched anymore. So we, we were able to point to that to say, hey, look, this is what we've been talking about. It's ridiculous. And now it's happening to him. And this further complicates our, our cases. It further complicates the ability to get a fair jury trial. And because of that, you know, we, we asked for release in conjunction with uh, the other things that we've been talking about. Uh, and and the treatment of these of these incarcerated citizens, uh, they've been treated horribly. Is there a petition of grievance of some sort uh, and record of the way they've been treated in these in these prisons, jails, uh, what the Bureau of Prisons is doing? Uh, and is there any is there any legal action that can be taken to stop the, this uh, inhumane treatment? Yes, that's a great question, Lou. We have two habeas petitions filed um, so far on behalf of the clients I represent. One on behalf of Ryan Nichols that was just filed over the past few weeks. One that was filed a few months ago on behalf of Christopher Quaglin. They uh, talk about similar things. For instance, one of the grounds that we allege is deliberate indifference to an underlying medical condition. We argue that in the case of Christopher Quaglin, that he has uh, lifelong celiac disease. He's highly allergic to, to wheat and gluten. And the jail 
this jail and the jails that he's been in beforehand have miserably failed in their ability to either number one feed him celiac safe food purposefully number two they just give him non-celiac safe food and don't care or number three they have no awareness situational awareness about cross-contamination and it's like a peanut allergy you know you can't have peanuts in school anymore because it can kill a kid and it's the same thing with with, with celiac disease Um, if something's cross-contaminated he can't eat it and he has been labeled a problem child and passed around from jail to jail to jail. But the problem is not because of him. Uh, they, they, you know, they took him on and, and they kept him in knowing that he had this condition. And they've been reckless and negligent and deliberately indifferent to his condition to the point where he is. Not, I just I just seen him in court. He's down 45 pounds. He looks like somebody who's been starving because he has been starving. He has been subsisting on protein bars that he has to pay for from his commissary. What and state is he from? He's from New Jersey. And where is the congressional delegation in New Jersey? Uh, I know they're all Democrats, and that's the reason I'm asking you, Joe. Uh, where, are, where are they, and why aren't they representing their citizens, irrespective of their pol- uh, political registration? Yeah, that's they don't care about him. Uh, members of the Freedom Caucus, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Andy Biggs, Louis Gohmert, Troy Nels, uh, some other uh, members of, of, of Congress, uh, Clay Higgins, Matt Gates have been very outspoken on behalf of, of, of Christopher Quaglin and some other people. Thank God for them. But in terms of people up north, Democrats or these rhino Republicans, they'd rather see him die than lift a finger to help him. And... You know, we um, well, damn damn their hides. I, I mean, yeah. And why isn't the Republican Party standing up here? Why isn't there a tremendous, you know, I've been asking you this question for so long. I know it's repetitive beyond belief, but why won't the leaders of the Republican Party stand up for these people? Why? You know, they, they, they're members of what I would, you know, what, what people often call the uniparty. They have more in common. Nancy Pelosi certainly has more in common with Mitch McConnell than she, than she does with any of the guys I represent, or Mitch McConnell for that matter. So, you know, they're, they're creatures of the swamp. They've been there for too long. They don't care about anybody other than, other than their own selfish interest. And they are not representative of anything that has to do with uh, their constituencies. That is for certain. I have great hope, though. Um, one of my uh, clients and good friends, um, non-criminal clients, uh, Alex Brusowitz, who works for X Strategies out of uh, Palm Beach with, uh, with with Derek Utley, they they do really good work in terms of uh, putting candidates on the map who are America first and, and getting people through their consulting business to run for meaningful positions in Congress. And uh, Corey Mills is running down in, in, in for Congress in, in Florida. J.R. Majewski, yeah, is is running in 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 Ohio. Um, you have uh, you know Joe Kent and uh, some other people that are running in other areas of the country. And when you get people like them um, into Congress, they have already uh, expressed. Uh, their outrage and their concern and some of the things that they're running on platform-wise in terms of putting America first 
is to put the American citizen first and the idea that our Constitution applies to everyone, no matter what you've been accused of, and that if the Constitution is not applied to one person and it falls apart for that person, it falls apart for all of us. So I am confident in the future um, of the party and the eradication um, of, of, of the infectious uh, disease known as uh, being a rhino. Uh, it's going to take some time. But uh, I do believe that in the next few years, we're going to see a massive, we're already seeing it, but there's going to be a massive, massive shift from what was uh, and to what will be. And uh, that is an America first group of people who are in office, who care about our country above any other country in the world and who care about the American citizen over any corporation in the world. And because of that, um, America uh, will be a better place. Uh, I really obviously i really hope so i i have i despair of the current leadership of the republican party that has a responsibility to stand up for these people uh we're talking about over 800 americans we're talking about somewhere near 100 that are still incarcerated uh, a justice system system that is corrupt to the bone a a judiciary that is not much better they do in most instances, I'll say this, they're corrupt, but at least they have at least tried in other instances uh, to, to be responsible. There is no longer a limit. Uh, the, the chains are off, if you will, and the judges are as partisan and raw about it as one could ever possibly have imagined in this country. The Supreme Court is not doing anything. They are witness to this just like like I am, like the American people are. I, while you and others are working to represent these people in the legal system, uh, why in the world would the Supreme Court reach out and down? They don't have to be petitioned. They see injustice. They see wrong. And they see evil. And this is all of that. It, it, it certainly is, we're, we, you know, with, with every argument that we make and certainly with every motion that we write, where, uh, where doable, uh, we bake in um, cognizable, strong constitutional arguments with the hope that if we're denied that, um, you know, we can work our way up to the Supreme Court and get heard on a matter there. You know, to anybody who's listening, if you're a part of an organization, um, left, right, middle, center, wherever, and if you're inclined to get involved and file an amicus brief on, on one of my clients' behalf, um, please do that. Uh, we just filed a, a habeas petition on behalf of Ryan Nichols. Um, like Christopher Quaglin, there's deliberate indifference to his underlying medical condition, post-traumatic stress disorder related to his military service, uh, you know, crazy amount of time in solitary confinement, denial of medical care, denial of discovery, being driven to suicide watch. He was made fun of when he was on suicide watch, encouraged to kill himself. It's wrong. It's manifestly unjust. It, it's fundamentally wrong. It's un-American. It should not be happening. We are working um, overtime to uh, uh, to raise the alarm and, and to uh, set forth meaningful uh, litigation with regard to the uh, the rights of, of pretrial detainees. So these cases are ripe for amicus briefs. So if, if there's an organization out there that wants to step in and say, hey, we, we, we object, we believe that there is a strong public interest in the uh, you know constitutional rights for 
pretrial detainees and for the Constitution to be upheld for all. And because of that, we want to get involved, then I would encourage them to do that. And Lou, with regard to what you said about these these Republicans in office, um, uh, we were uh, filming uh, the other day. Uh, I, had, I had Bonnie Nichols and, and Don Nichols as Ryan's uh, wife and father in town, and we were putting together something that we're going to release to the public uh, about Ryan's story, so on and so forth. And we had come across a, a video of, uh, of of a congressman um, who was asked about, um, you know, January 6th detainees and, and, and has he helped and what's his position on it, so on and so forth. Uh, that congressman's name is uh, Dan Crenshaw. And um, he basically said to the person who was asking, well, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm really not in a position of power to help anyone. And uh, there's really not much I can do about it. Like, people can go down to the jail and they can, like, put on this show, put on this act, but it's really meaningless. Like, what am I supposed to do? I have no power. And I saw that video and um, we played it for, uh, you know, uh, we played it for, for Bonnie Nichols and um, we got her reaction on video. And you have to see, it was an honest reaction of a Texas woman whose husband is a Marine Corps veteran, served with honor and distinction, who's trapped in the gulag with PTSD pre-trial. Here's a sitting member of Congress from Texas. Uh, Louis Gomert has helped tremendously, but right, that's Louis, Ryan's Louis' constituent, but Bonnie was raised out in, in Houston where, where, where Dan uh, Crenshaw is from. And um, uh, when she saw that, uh, she just absolutely lost it. It was just exactly how you would feel and or expect an honest wife who loves her husband, who loves this country, and who believes in her representatives. When she saw that this guy, a you know retired Navy SEAL, who is supposed to be a, a patriot and, and, and somebody who loves this country, and stay, look into the camera, look at the, look at the guy and say, well, what can I do? I have no power. I mean, she lost it, and, and, and other people um, should lose it as well because if people who are representing us in Congress, if that's their position, I'm powerless to do anything against the torture of pretrial detainees, then you shouldn't be in office. It's a, dis it's a disgrace. It is a disgrace, and uh, I may say even more a disgrace because Crenshaw is a veteran. Uh Riddle, I mean, Nichols is a, a veteran. Where are the veterans groups? Why aren't they all over this? It, it's, it's, it's a good question. Um, the, the, some guys. Well, have... we're, we're, you know what? I, 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 you know, I'm asking you an impossible question to answer. So I'm going to answer it in part myself. We're going to find out right. why they're not doing more. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to find out why men and women who have served their country, uh, who are patriots and have, have proved, if you will, uh, why they're being treated like this, why any American citizen's being treated like this. This is a, what, three hours on Capitol Hill. A lot of people made a lot of mistakes, but the, what happened in the summer of 2020, those weren't mistakes. That was the intentional that was arson. That was destruction of billions of dollars of property. That was the taking of American lives. Uh, it was uh, attacks on uh, the United States government, uh, local governments across the country, communities. It, it, 
and nothing was done. There was no prosecution. And you know what? Most people have forgotten uh, that there was no prosecution, that there were no arrests uh, in, in almost absolute terms. And to see this because it's a political partisan Soviet style show uh, trial, series of trials is outrageous. Is, am I wrong? No, you you are you are absolutely right. I think that one of the things that people should do, um, especially like somebody like Bonnie Nichols, she's a, a strong, beautiful, patriotic woman, a husband to a veteran, and uh, a good, uh, a, a wonderful mother and daughter, businesswoman, so on and so forth. She's angry. She's talented. She's powerful speaker. She's unafraid. She should run for office. She should run directly against somebody like Dan Crenshaw or directly against somebody else and make her way into Congress. And I would encourage your listeners and other people as well in this country not to underestimate their God-given abilities, not to underestimate their God-given talents, and to run for office at every level. When you think about what happened with the election and other things we learned uh, and certainly what's happening in schools we learned that government is important from the most local level to the top uh, of, of the presidency that government is important all the way through and that people should run for office um, offices are important at the local the municipal the school level and going up the food chain and in particular Whoever runs for the presidency next, which obviously I, I believe it will be uh, Donald Trump, part of that platform um, needs to be, and I, I think will be, that whoever gets to become the 47th president of the United States should weaken the office of the presidency itself. And I don't mean that in a non-America first way or non-leadership way. I mean that because the, the office of the United States president has become vastly more powerful than it was ever meant to be. It is running with unchecked power. Um, other coordinate branches of government are powerless to stop it. It's supposed to be a co-equal branch of set and separate branch of government, not a branch of government that dominates the other two. So whoever runs I take president, your point. I take your point, but I, I have to say something, Joe. Yes. Uh, this is an illegitimate president using power in ways that the founders never imagined. It's a constant and daily abuse of power by him, by the Marxist dim members of his administration. They are carrying out an agenda. There are no accidents, coincidence, uh, and coincidences uh, in, this, uh, in, in this administration. Uh, this is an evil uh, gathering uh, on uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and what they're doing to the country is not... It's not forgivable, and it's not over. And we have, they have cheated uh, a president, uh, President Trump, out of his, uh, uh, out, in, out of the office. They changed history. By the way, they and William Barr, and the list goes on, 51 intelligence officials. I just want everybody in this audience to, uh, to always be straight about this. This is not, under any circumstance uh, whatsoever, an accident, what we are witnessing, what we're bearing. And, and Joe, I know people, we're talking about your clients, but I got to tell you, we've got, we've got 
perhaps millions of Americans right now who are dispirited. They are uh, sick of what they're witnessing in this country. And that is exactly what this administration and the Marxist Dems who lead them uh, wanted. They want uh, the patriots to, uh, to be crestfallen, uh, to be uh, any feeling of hopelessness or helplessness they can instill, they will by their thuggery, uh, by their uh, cheating, uh, their lying, their deceit, uh, and pummeling President Trump uh, as a target. This is to have to have the Justice Department now going after him with a national archivist. Can you imagine this? Giving a national archivist the power uh, to seize the president's documents when the only basis for seizing those documents would be that they were classified material, which the president had declassified. We are watching the, the law of this country be shredded. The Constitution itself is under assault daily, and it cannot stand if we do not have patriots who will stand for it. And we are seeing them dwindle in number and diminish in courage. And what I, and I'm, by the way, I'm not blaming them. This is top times. This is a time for uh, people to be rock solid and understand what this country is and who your fellow citizens are. We have to prevail. This is not an option. We have to prevail and we have to do it now and we have to cut the nonsense. This is an evil president, an evil White House, and an evil court system. We have permitted corruption, political corruption throughout our courts. The legal profession itself is filled with left-wing activists rather than patriots and citizens who want to first, first respect law and order and the rights of their fellow citizens. This is an ugly time in America, and we have to prevail. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Lou. I mean, what you said right now should be uh, broadcasted across every channel and every social media platform and put on a loop for the next week, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you're right. And the reason why somebody like Ryan Nichols went to his first political protest in his life on January 6th was because he felt that in his heart, that what had happened, uh, you know, was, was was wrong, that the election was in fact stolen. And the underlying reason for going into protest the government for political redress of grievances and to say, hey, don't certify this election, it's fraudulent. People were afraid that if uh, a, a, a unelected president got in power, if a president who had sold out to foreign interests got in power, that this person would destroy the country, that he would yeah. weaponize the, the police power that he would drive the economy into the ground that he would do stuff to the you know to, to, to the Constitution and you know all of those concerns um, are, are we now live with those as a, as a part of our daily reality uh, I mean we don't need to speculate anymore we understand that there there are people in power who are um, not interested in the Constitution or, or, or the American citizen for that matter and that is why I I am encouraging uh, people to run for office. I, I, I mean it. You can run for office. You can win. You can get people behind you at whatever, you know, if you're a farmer, 
and and, and what's going on with with, with, with the crops and, and, and the attack on, on the farming industry. If that's your thing, run for whatever office is there. And if you live in an urban community, community and it's more related to school and what's being taught there and masking, whatever, run for office there. Run for office. Get involved. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt your ability to make a difference. You can do something. You can make a difference. And if you're not inclined to run yourself, then figure out who's running in your area, who supports your values, and go support them. Meet with them. Organize on their behalf. Give to them if you can. And make sure that we get people into every office in this country who put America first before anything and anyone else in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. And in that in that spirit, I want to be certain that I ask you right now uh, to bring on with you uh, as soon as possible the wives, whether it's Reynolds, whomever it is, I would like them to come on the air and tell the story in their terms uh, about what has happened to them. Uh, and their and their spouses, and th these are stories the American people need to know. And I have to say, I don't believe that enough of these stories are getting out, if any of them are getting out. Uh, and I don't know if uh, the audience of this podcast has the stomach to listen to the uh, to the awful uh, fate of these people, uh, but I, I think we need to all hear it. And I would like, if I if I can ask you to do that, uh, to start with your clients, and we will, we will of course. Uh, spread it beyond that. Uh, we're going to be asking questions of the veterans organizations about why they're not doing more, uh, and I am I'm doing so because those veterans deserve that, uh, and I'm doing it. We're doing all of this for every American citizen. Our fellow citizens deserve no less. This has gone on beyond my wildest imagining, Joe. I never dreamed we'd be talking here in August about this uh, with uh, your clients still incarcerated, the process so slow, uh, the treatment so so horrible uh, in a U.S. prison or jail of any kind. I, we've got to rise above this, and we've got to do it now. Uh, and we've got to act like uh, Americans uh, and defend one another. So uh, I, I would like to ask you to do that. I, I know that we've taken a lot of your time. We always give you the last word uh, as the guest here, uh, and uh, I'll turn to you for your concluding thoughts, and I will say thank you first for all you're doing for these, these poor folks who are caught in this, uh, and I will not take away any of their individual responsibility for that. But this has gone beyond taking responsibility for oneself. This is now a matter of fair and humane and treatment that is American, not a third world or a banana republic. This is, you use the expression talking about the this jails in Washington as a gulag. Uh, it's, it's not, the, it's not the Soviet Russia or Soviet, the Soviet Union either. Uh, or the, or, or of course, our good friends, the Chinese. Yeah. Uh, and with that, Joe, I, I turn it over to you for your concluding thoughts. Thank you uh, so much, Lou. You know, to your listeners, 
I'm sorry if you don't have the stomach to listen to some of the stuff. It's hard to hear, but it's happening and it's real. You don't have to approve of anybody's conduct on January 6th or their reasons for going there or their beliefs about the election to understand that uh, when the constitutional rights of an American citizen are disregarded and violated by the United States government and nobody does anything about it, that that is a massive failure um, on behalf of, of, of all of us. It, we are all at risk when one person can be tortured by the United States government in this country for their political beliefs, for their participation in the protest that got out of hand, and then it could happen to me, it could happen to you and anyone else that you love. So I would encourage you to set your, set your, your objections aside and to be open-minded and to open your mind and open your heart with regard to uh, the people I represent and, and other January 6ers across the board. If you're inclined to follow my work, or to give, you can find me at McBrideLawNYC.com. There's a January 6th tab there where people can donate to, to whatever fund for the for the clients I, I represent. Uh, you can find me on social media if you want to follow my work at McBrideLawNYC or across all social media platforms. And Lou, um, with regard to your question about the wives going on, I'd like to start with Bonnie Nichols. She is a force. She has a lot to say. Um, she'll come on and she'll 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 say in in, in a way that 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 makes sense that resonates with people. Um, every time I bring her on a TV show, every time I I, I set an appointment for her to speak in public, um, anytime uh, she gets up there and she talks about her experience um, as a as a wife, as a patriot, um, as a woman in America. Um, on behalf of her husband, on behalf of her family, people are outraged. People are brought to tears. Uh, people um, are, 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 they have what's almost like a religious experience. It's one thing to hear from the lawyer. Sure, that's my job. But you hear from the wife who says, no, wake up. This is happening. There's just something about the way that she presents and the way that she talks where you can feel the truth coming out of her. And um, I, I, I know that that will resonate with you. I know that that will resonate with your listeners. Uh, I am very proud to know you and to call you a friend. Um, I thank you for your work. And I ask that God continue to bless and protect you um, as you, uh, you know, you live and you speak out in, in, a, in a world that, uh, and under, under an administration that does not like um, what you're saying, and, and I, I take courage in the fact that men like you still exist and have the courage to say what needs to be said no matter what the cost. Very kind, and I appreciate those words so much, uh, Joe. And, and I know you're absolutely sincere, and I'm just as sincere in, in saying, uh, you know, I, I think the world of you and what you're doing uh, you're, in, in the toughest of circumstances, and uh, we're all deeply grateful for what you are doing and for speaking out. Uh, and uh, as to the to the spouses, the wives, the children, I, whomever it may be, for any one of those families of these uh, these Americans, our fellow Americans who are incarcerated in the January 6th protests, uh, I frankly I don't care how polished a speaker or uh, in any other way. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy who uh, I'm used to people who are straightforward and plain spoken, and I think the country needs to hear for every single one of them. So uh, we'll begin, as you request, uh, with Bonnie and uh, and go through, uh, you know, move on. Uh, I feel it's our responsibility now uh, to bring that story to as many people as possible. Uh, 
and uh, and I believe that the audience will be deeply appreciative of your efforts and their and their circumstances as well. So uh, we'll begin the begin the beginning right now, uh, and we'll open up our our guest list uh, beginning uh, with as soon as you want them. We will make uh, we will make arrangements to to accommodate them within a matter of days. Excellent. Thank you, Lou. Joe McBride fighting injustice every day, carrying on a fight for the constitutional rights of his January 6th defendants, many of whom are being treated like animals by the federal court system, the Department of Justice prosecutors, the FBI, and the Federal Bureau of Prisons. They're a national disgrace, what we are allowing to happen to fellow citizens. Thank God for Joe McBride and all who are working to free these victims, these political prisoners of the Marxist left. To help out, you can reach Joe McBride at McBrideLawNYC.com. That's McBrideLawNYC.com, McBrideLawNYC.com. Thanks for being with us. Here tomorrow, our guest is John Solomon, founder and CEO of JustTheNews.com. Please join us. Till then. God bless you, and may God bless America. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.